Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is the podcast Woman and Mythology, and I'm your host, Maria. In today's episode, I'll tell you the story of Vasalisa, a Russian tale about trusting and developing intuition. Once there was and once there was not, a mother lying on her deathbed. Her face was pale like the white roses on the church nearby. Sitting by her side were her daughter, Vasalisa, and her husband. Vasalisa was dressed in red boots, a white apron, and a black skirt. The mother says to Vasalisa, daughter, come closer, come here. And from under her cupboards, she takes out a little doll dressed exactly like Vasalisa. And she gives Vasalisa this doll and she says, Here are my last words, beloved. Should you lose your way or be in need of help, ask this doll what to do. You will be assisted. Keep the doll with you always. Do not tell anyone about her. Feed her when she is hungry. This is my mother's promise to you. My blessing on you, dear daughter. And as she says that, she took a deep breath, almost to the bottom of herself, catched up her soul, and the mother was dead. The child, Vasalisa, and the father mourned this, the mother and the wife, for a very long time. But just like winter ends and spring comes, the father bloomed again and after a while found a new wife. This woman, this new wife, had two daughters. In front of the father, they spoke in polite tones to Vasalisa. But when the father wasn't around, they picked on her, they bullied her, very much like the Cinderella story. The step family really drove Vasalisa crazy. They hated how sweet Vasalisa was and how beautiful she was. While Vasalisa was helpful and uncomplaining, the stepsisters were like little rats. One day, the stepmother and stepsisters simply could not stand Vasalisa any longer. And they think and they come together and they say, well, well, let's find a plan. Let's conspire to send Vasalisa to Baba Yaga. Let's pretend the fire went out and we say that Vasalisa needs to go ask for fire to Baba Yaga, which is the witch. And surely Baba Yaga, the witch, will eat her and our problems will all be over. So they pretend the fire is out. And when Vasalisa comes back from gathering wood, she sees the house is dark and cold. And she asks, what's happening? Why is, why is the fire not lit? And the stepmother answers, oh, you stupid child. Can't you see? The fire is out. There is no way we're going to sur survive the night without fire. How are we going to cook our food? Someone needs to go to Baba Yaga and ask for fire. I am too old and my daughters are afraid, so you must go. Vasalisa doesn't even hesitate. She immediately says, sure, I will go. To be honest, there is some bravery there in her answer, but there is also some innocence. It's almost some naivety. So she sets out and she starts approaching the dark woods, those very big trees. It's very dark. Maybe she hears some sound here or there of an owl or 
of a rodent walking upon the dry branches. She's a little bit scared, but she reaches down on the pocket of her apron, and there was the doll, the doll her mother gave her. And just by touching the doll, she already feels better. At every fork on the road, Vasalisa asked the doll, "Which way should I go?" And the doll answered, "This way or that way." And she would follow what the doll says. At some point, she was hungry, so she ate a little bit of bread, and she also fed the doll some crumbs. Again, Vasalisa would come to another fork in the road, and she would consult the doll. And the doll will say this way or that way, and Vasalisa would follow. She would also ask, "Is this the right way?" And the doll would answer, "Yes or no." Suddenly, a man in a white horse galloped by, and it became daylight. Vasalisa walked and walked and walked, and suddenly another man on a horse passes by. This time is a red man, and the sun rose. Vasalisa walked a bit more, always consulting her doll. And always doing what she felt the doll said. At some point, Vasalisa sees a man in a black horse. She sees where he is going, and he enters a hut. As soon as he enters this hut, it becomes night, pitch black, and the fence of the hut is lit up. But this is not an ordinary fence; it's a fence made with skulls. Inside these skulls. There is fire, so you can imagine a fence, lots of poles with skulls on top on fire. And she looks at this image in front of her, this hut, and she asks the doll, "Is this the place we seek?" And the doll answers, "Yes, this is the place we seek." Immediately after, someone descends upon her, and this someone is quite a strange creature. It's Baba Yaga, the witch. She travels not in a chariot, but in a cauldron, and she carries a broom made from the hair of a person long dead. And she uses that broom to sweep her tracks away. Baba Yaga's long chin curved up, and her long nose curled down. They met in the middle of her face. She had a tiny white goatee and warts on her skin from her trade in toads. Her fingernails were so long and curled she could barely make a fist with her hands. But even more strange than Baba Yaga was her home. The hut sat atop of two chicken legs, and it danced and it twirled. It moved around. It was almost like it was hopping, an ecstatic dancer. The doorknobs were made of human fingers and toes. As Vasalisa was taking all in the image of Baba Yaga, the house, Baba Yaga descends upon her and asks, "What do you want?" Vasalisa trembles and she asks, "Grandmother, I come for fire. My house is cold. My people will die. I need fire." And Baba Yaga responds to her, "Oh yes, I know of your people. Well, you useless child, you let the fire go out. That's an ill-advised thing to do." And besides, what makes you think I should give you the flame? Vasalisa consulted the doll and quickly replied, "Because I ask." Baba Yaga says,、mm, "You're lucky. This is the right answer." And Vasalisa felt pleased with herself for giving the right answer. 
But Baba Yaga says, I cannot possibly give you fire until you've done work for me. If you perform these tasks for me, you shall have fire. If not, my child, you shall die. So you can imagine Vasalisa is trembling, scared, but she doesn't back up. She enters Baba Yaga's house together with Baba Yaga. And there Baba Yaga says, You will wash my clothes, sweep the yard, clean my house, prepare my food, and separate the mild corn from the good corn, and see that everything is in order. I'll be back to inspect your work later. If it is not done, you will be my feast. And with that, Baba Yaga flew off in her cauldron, and Vasalisa stayed in the hut, looking at all that had to be done and thinking, how would she make it in time? The doll in Vasalisa's pocket assured her, do not worry, go to sleep and everything will be done by the morning. So Vasalisa trusts her doll and does as she says, goes to sleep. In the morning, the doll had done all the work. All that has remained was the meal to be cooked. Later that day, Baba Yaga returns and starts inspecting the work of Vasalisa. In some ways, she's pleased that everything is done, but she's also a little bit upset that she can find no fault in Vasalisa's work. So finally, Baba Yaga sat down to eat. She ate for hours. She ate what basically 30 men would eat. And she left only a little bowl of soup for Vasalisa. And she says to Vasalisa again, clean the house, sweep the yard, launder my clothes. And do you see that pile of dirt over there? There are millions of poppy seeds inside. When I come back tomorrow, I want to see one pile of poppy seed and one pile of dirt. And off she goes. Vasalisa approaches this pile of dirt and she looks at it and she thinks, oh my God, how will I do this? And she picks one poppy seed and then she picks another and she picks another. She thinks, oh my God, this is an impossible task. How will I ever do this? But again, the doll says to her, do not worry, go to sleep, all will be done. And she trusts her doll and she goes to sleep. When Baba Yaga returns in the morning and starts inspecting everything, she sees that all is in order. And she says to Vasalisa, you're a very lucky girl. She orders her faithful servants to start grinding the poppy seeds, transforming it in oil. Three pairs of hands appear and start gathering those poppy seeds. Baba Yaga sits down to eat again. As she is feasting, Vasalisa is looking at her, at the house, you know, just being very observant of it all. And Baba Yaga asks her, what are you staring, girl? And Vasalisa says, may I ask you some questions, grandmother? And Baba Yaga answers, ask, but remember, too much knowledge can make a person old too soon. So Vasalisa asks about the white man on a white horse. And she said, "Uh uh-huh, that is my day. And Vasalisa asks about the red man on the red horse. And Baba Yaga responds, that is my rising sun. And then Vasalisa asks, how about the black man on the black horse? And Baba Yaga responds, that is my night. I see, says Vasalisa. And Baba Yaga says, come child, don't you want to ask a few more questions? 
and Vasalisa was about to ask about the three pairs of hands who've done some of that work with the poppy seeds, but the doll in her pocket starts jumping up and down and warning her to stop. So Vasalisa says to Baba Yaga, No, 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 grandmother. As you yourself say, to know too much can make one old too soon. Ah, says Baba Yaga, you are a very wise girl indeed. How did you come to be this way? And Vasalisa responds, by the blessing of my mother. And Baba Yaga immediately shouts, there is no blessing in this house. Better be on your way, daughter. She pushed Vasalisa out in the night. I'll tell you what, she continues, here. And she grabs one of those poles of the fence, the one with the little skull on fire. And she gives it to Vasalisa. And she says, here, take this skull on a stick home with you. There, there's your fire. Don't say another word. Just be on your way. Now, Vasalisa wants to thank Baba Yaga for the fire. But the doll in her pocket starts jumping up and down and say, don't say anything. Just leave, just leave, just leave. So that's what she does. She starts walking down the forest. This time, Vasalisa is going faster. She's consulting the doll which way she should go, but she's moving faster. At some point, she looks at the skull she's carrying and she's deeply scared. She thinks she should throw it away. She should throw it in the forest and leave it behind. But the skull talks to her and says, stay calm, don't worry, just keep going, continue towards your home. And that is what she does. As Vasalisa came near and near her house, the girls, the step family, the stepsisters and stepmother start seeing a little light coming from the forest. It's been so many days, they were positive that Vasalisa was dead. She would not have been able to survive so many days in the forest alone. So she's, they are puzzled. They're thinking, what is that light coming forth? And as Vasalisa gets very, very close to the house, they see and they are shocked. Vasalisa enters the house triumphant for she has survived her dangerous journey and brought back fire to her home. But the skull on the stick watched the step family's every move and burned into them. And by the morning, it had burned the wicked trio to cinders. This is the story of Vasalisa, a very abrupt ending in this version of the tale. I hope you enjoyed it. And in our next episode, I'll interpret some of the symbols and elements of the story, some of the initiations and tasks. If you enjoyed this story, Please share it with me on Instagram at Women and Mythology or on my website, womenandmythology.com. Until our next episode, I invite you to stay present with Vasalisa and her connection to intuition. Mythmaker Podcast Network.